Welcome to For What It's Worth. I'm a horrible person. You leave stuff laying around? An introduction to and exploration of the furry fandom. No, no, you can't do that because I seriously think of Five Nights at Fred Meyer every time someone says that. Normally, there's a joke here. But this time, we would like to make a public service announcement. Well, we have a choice here. Yeah, tell them what our choice is. What are the choices? Limbago in Idaho. What the hell? Attention, it is McRib season. You heard that right. It is McRib season. Go get a McRib now. There are certain women I just want to bitch slap. <laughs> so in summary, people are awful. <laughs> it's kind of true. And now, here are your two fools, Rue and Tugs. Welcome to For What It's Worth, Season 7, Episode 3. One skin, two skin, three skin, four legs. I'm Tugs, and in the studio with me today, I have our lovely support cast, Voss and Koru. I'm joined by Rue, my co-host. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing today, Tugs? Good. Did you enjoy that that name? Uh, what? One skin? Yes, I love it. I love it. It's hilarious. But you know, Pervs. what's awesome is that you're here. I am. I like, traveled to Salt Lake, so we're, I'm, I'm in. I'm in the original home area studio. Yeah. I guess this is the home studio. Yeah, this is the home studio now. Even though that it's not your home. Yeah. <laughs> I actually had to change that in the about on the show page. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, re- I read it. I'm like, this is no longer accurate at all. <laughs> So much has changed. So much has changed in our show. Um, so, Tugs, what have you been up to lately? Uh, well, visiting, uh, which has been fine, but I'm ready to leave Salt Lake. <laughs> I love the people. I love the people that I'm friends with. I'm done with the city itself, though. You know what I'm saying? You mean you don't, you're done with the fact that you can't get booze from Amazon? Amazon Prime now brings me alcohol, and I'm okay with this. In two hours. That's or less. amazing. <laughs> Like I'm thirsty. Bring me the booze, and they sell like the little mini cokes, like eight ounce ones. So I'm like, I have the perfect mixing size. It's the best. We basically have to have like some sort of sacrifice in order to get any sort of booze around here. So oh yeah, I, you know, crazy. being an adult, uh, I haven't done much else. I mean, I've been doing some freelance work. I, I have a new job. I'm excited for. Too bad no one else can know about it. For more details, and yeah, just catching up with people, picking up art I left behind, and. Getting ready for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. What's your big plans? Uh, Are well, you coming back here for no, Thanksgiving? No, no. My family's coming up, so oh. I'm serving Thanksgiving dinner, but I'm cheating. I went to Safeway and pre-ordered a holiday dinner, and so I'm just going to go pick it up a couple hours before Thanksgiving, heat <laughs> it up, and then boom, look at me. I'm a chef. <laughs> I'm not going to learn how to cook a turkey. So so are you going to tell them? <laughs> oh, no. They know. It's it's not. It's a, it's a joke. <laughs> chef excellence is providing what about you oh well let's see i have um invested in this brand new game called drop mix oh yeah i didn't talk about that i played that right after the last recording though yeah yeah so drop mix is a is a new um game that's recently came out and i introduced it to to some of my friends you say who makes it. last week what you say who makes it oh um it's hasbro right and and harmonics yes there you go so they've came out with this, basically it's like a card game and you place down the different cards and the cards have like um, a designated song that's, I mean, I don't think it's on the card itself, but you know, it, it cues up that, that particular song. I like to think it's on the card, but I know that that's not what, what it no, is. No, that's why there's a button that says download all music. 
But it's the gateway to the music. I gotcha. Yeah. So um, have you been enjoying Drop Mix? You're the one that actually got me into this game. I've only played it a couple times and I do enjoy it a lot. Although it's really weird to hear some of those mixes come out, you know. Uh-huh. But no, it's uh, I like it a lot. It's definitely one of those uh, microtransaction type games, though. They know you're going to want to buy more cards. <sighs> I know. I know. I, I spent way too much on that that particular thing. So if you want to check it out, it's at Toys R Us. Let me tell you. What? It's, you, it's everywhere. It's well, not exclusive. Target has, I think, a better display because they actually have a demo. Well, Amazon also has like a deal right now where you can get the board for like 75 bucks. Yeah, but you can't play with it ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Do you like to play with it ahead of time? I do like to play it with ahead of time. Time for this. <laughs> Sorry. Will he reuse another one? Is he ready? Is he going to bed with pastries again? It's Ruse Cookie Time, not sponsored by Betty Crocker. All right, so that's it's that time again. I'm going to be reading another cookie. What is it going to be today? What adventure are we going to go on? Let's see. We'll crack it open. It says, If you run out of fun things to do, Try having sex with a beautiful person in bed with a cookie. you enjoyed that food for thought and that lovely lovely cookie and now we are back how was potty we break? are back yes how was potty break it was good it was long yes mm-hmm. well, ew <laughs> ew no 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 okay I, I just had to drop some stuff off at the pool uh, no stop stop <laughs> okay so we have our lovely guest that is here with us his name is tanax raccoon Hello, everybody. <laughs> so, Tanax, please tell us, who are you? <clears throat> what is your persona? <laughs> who am I? Uh, well, most of the time I'm a raccoon tar. So, uh, deeply, uh, my fur color is uh, a very saturated chocolate color for the most part uh, with uh, a creamy belly and, uh, you know, stomach. You have a stomach? I have a stomach. I I, I probably have multiple stomachs because, you like, know. Like a cow? Tar, actually. No, no, but cows have like how many stomachs? <laughs> no, do raccoons have multiple stomachs? No, but if you, uh, you know, stick an upper torso onto one, maybe you have an additional, additional stomach. Probably. So have you been on the show before? I have. You've invited me uh, to do some readings before uh, for one of the Halloween episodes. And I think that we also had you on for another episode I, as I well. I was not present for that one, yeah. Oh, shoot. I'm, I, I'm, I think I'm afraid it was, that one's escaped my I memory. I think it was last um, season, and it was something to do with... <sighs> it was coming something. out, wasn't it? It was talking about porn. how you joined the fandom or something. Or, or was it porn? I'll look. Ah. There's a search feature on the site. I have totally forgotten. I was distracted by something shiny. What are we talking about now? (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, what craziness caused you to join the furry fandom? Oh, what craziness. Um, I don't think the cra- there was some bout of craziness that caused me to join the furry fandom. I was already furry, and I instead, I found the fandom. And I'm pretty sure that uh, there's quite a few people that, that have had this experience as well. Um, you know, growing up, I, I always loved... Uh, sorry, my headphones just cut out on me. Um, huh. Growing up, I, I commonly... Um, you know, imagined what it would be like if I wasn't a person, not a human person anyway, um, you know, but instead were, were more like the magical characters that I, uh, that I saw in cartoons uh, or in comic books. And in general, I, I, um, you know, it was a revelation to me. Now I'm kind of a gray muzzle as furries go. Uh, <laughs> Been around for a long time because I discovered the furry fandom when I discovered the internet. It just, I, I happened to find it. Um, what some of the first furry pictures that I found online were, um, were of a convention in uh, California where I think it was conference uh, and the costumes there were amazing. Did you go to the child slave auction? <laughs> the child what is that remember uh, it was in the furry history episode? That's such a red- i uh am not aware of said auction okay. Okay. and uh i never actually went to a convention until after i graduated from college oh so, well that's perfect for you so nope. <laughs> <laughs> all right so who do, who do you do in the fandom who do i do i mean what do you do in the fandom <laughs> You, oh. you changed that in the notes on purpose didn't you <laughs> <laughs> you wrote the notes what do I do in the fandom? Um, for the most part, I lurk. I, I, I read your Twitter posts. I, I uh, that sounds take so a look creepy and scary. Stuff, and I choose not to post very much, honestly, because everything I do is it, it's boring. It's normal. I like I like to fursuit. Every you know, if I fursuit, then then I'll uh, post pictures about it sometimes. So today we're going to be talking about TARS, and you yourself is a TAR. Yes. So we decided to invite you here to, and we have several different questions. Uh, we actually had an outpour of the tar, from the TAR community of comments. <laughs> wow. And it, it, was, it was great. It was great. It was like um, last night I was like, oh no, what are we going to do about this episode? Because nobody sent in hardly any emails. And then all of a sudden. You created a bunch of fake email tar accounts. tar community <laughs> just all of a sudden. Hey, astroturfing really and bots are in. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. I'm looking forward to hearing questions from the League of Legs here tonight. The League of Legs. <laughs> the League of Legs. So define what a tar is for us. Okay. Uh, so um, in classical literature, you have the centaurs, of course. but uh, and, the cent- and centaurs are a really neat mythological uh, uh, creature with the body of a horse, but where the neck would be, you have a human torso come out and, and you have an upper human half. The problem is... Well, you know, being furry, the human part is not quite so cool. I mean, uh, 
Think about it. Big, massive draft horse body, and uh, you you still have to go through the uh, pimply teenager phase if if you're one of those. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Great. Um, so most of the tars out there, they have they have a animalistic body. Usually, um, for a lot of creatures, uh, significantly larger than you would find in the natural version. Uh, and then a humanoid torso with a furry version of that character um, or of the same creature. Now, some of some characters are hybrid, so uh, the, the torso does not need to be the same type of creature as the uh, low, lower portion. Um, and, of course, you have hybrid versions of creatures where the both halves are, are, are hybrid versions, such as... Um, um, you know, there there are some that makes, say, a dragon into into uh, the mix. So there'll be, say, a you could be a dragon raccoon. Body. I have to ask my burning question now. Okay. What's in all that extra body? I just imagine. No, no, really. I imagine I'm gonna go up to a tar and like pet it, but it's gonna be like hollow and like there won't be meat or anything. It's gonna be like there's air inside of this part. Um, that actually is a question that bedevils artists everywhere okay um and it's one that 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 they have to kind of uh answer on their own uh for some people um the humanoid half has uh contains some is mostly musculature that it's that it houses the brain um but the majority of the organs are in the larger uh bestial half um for others their their characters may have uh redundancy uh where you'll have uh, maybe a set of lungs maybe a, a, a and a stomach some digestive system in the human portion but then you have uh, a much larger secondary system uh down below um heart is it ever filled with air <laughs> well some characters are basically living uh pool toys and balloons so yes oh it that's cheating be. that's a cheating <laughs> answer so uh, Tenex, you've been Mine's part of probably this. full of fat myself, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so snug. It, it's for hugging. <laughs> <laughs> so Tenex, you've been part of this um, furry community for a very long time. Um, when did you see tars start popping up? Oh, that's an interesting question. Part of it, I guess, it it relies on uh, how I chose my fursona to begin with. Um, Tenex raccoon initially was developed as a character that um to entertain myself during some incredibly boring early morning classes in college um you know i initially modeled him after a sort of indiana jones type character you know dashing adventurous um things of which i'm not really <laughs> um so, so what you're saying but, to me is that you're the godfather of tars no no, no good god no <laughs> um so he wasn't a tar I want then. you to go i'll take your extra heart but i i went to at my first uh furry convention again this uh, i i i while i'd always been furry i sketched furry things uh furry characters came up with furry stories I, I had only met a few furries while in college. So that was my first major jump was at um, Anthrocon in, I think it was 2001. Um, and 
during one of the panels I was at with the improv, they asked me uh, what my fur, what my uh, furry name was, and it was like, oh God, I got to come up with something, and it was like, oh, I love this raccoon, so I'm gonna use that as my persona. So, so, so that's how. So I ended up standing in line for Tracy Reynolds, who's a cartoonist, and uh, I was trying to think, okay, he's a raccoon, but how, how does Ten X how does Ten X stand out from from everybody else? You know how how is he different, and um, and and I overheard somebody talking about a tar, and I was thinking that is brilliant, a raccoon tar. So that is what I asked from Tracy Windows, and she got me a gorgeous, uh, car, uh, uh, cartoon raccoon tar, and that's been my persona ever since. He 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 is me. <laughs> So we got a lot of emails, a lot of emails. Thanks, Rue, for working hard on those emails. Woo! And you get to read the first one because it's short. Yay, thank you. <laughs> short, like you. All right, so this came from Vix, and Vix said, um, so I asked, I posed the question of why TARs? Like, why are they a TAR? And um, this, these were the answers to that question. Um, Vix said, I love the how I love the how different they are, especially for drawing. Um, they're a lot of fun for poses and for imag- um, imagining in certain situations um, that are easy for anthros but tricky for tars. I just really love the general look of them as well. I have to admit, there's um, you know, uh, I, I, I later on. Uh, when, when touring some cities, you know, it, it's as you're walking around, it's really neat to as you walk through a city to to visualize what it would look like if you were an actual tar character uh, walking around there. And some of it is just how things would work. I think part of the reason why I like tar so much is because they feel to me much more stable than say I am on two legs. I'm a very clumsy man. <laughs> I, I trip, fall, and um, injure myself regularly. And I like to think that it, with four legs, I would be less likely to fall over, although I'd probably be more likely to accidentally injure myself, at least in very comedic fashion. So so that actually <laughs> reminds me of, um, I mean, a lot of people know animorphs. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yes. So um, the Andalites that are in there, they make fun of the humans because they're standing on two legs because, you know, the ship goes off <laughs> and like, you know, all the humans fall to the ground and they're like standing there like, you know, grow two more legs, guys. Come on. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be the whole, who thinks it's a good idea to just throw one leg out if you fall and hope that it catches you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and, and, and I can imagine, again, that, that there's some interesting things you could do. If, you, if you've got four legs... You could balance on two of them. I mean, my dog does that on a regular basis. What's your dog doing? Um, usually, <laughs> I'm sorry. if I've if you I've are got... so random today, what's going on with you? <laughs> I'm just wondering why his dog's walking around on two legs. <laughs> if if you pull out a treat that Knox really really wants, he rises up like he's a meerkat with his front feet folded in front of him, uh, reaching to try and sniff that treat and get it out of your hand. So we have another email from Vino. Venio. Venio. Do you want to say um, read that one? I'll, I'll say it. It. No. Um. A bit more personal, but 
The reason was that if I chose Anthro, you would be seen as the common folk slash cities folk able to do everything normally. The second option would have been feral, but then you would belong more in the woods surrounded by other animals like yourself, sentient or not. The third was tar, a mix of the two, yet you wouldn't belong in either category. The anthros would look upon your feral half and treat you more like that, whilst the feral creature would look upon the anthro half. So a tar fits in either neither group, but has both. And that's more like me when I like to say, I like being part of one group, yet stand out too much to belong in there. So you are caught in a limbo where neither one wants you, yet you have both. And that's kind of how my life went once, so I understood that. That's when I decided to be a tar, to be in that limbo and embrace it with open arms. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you, you really aren't part of both um, of either community. It would be in a community involving normal furs, um, feral furs, and, and tars, um, tars would definitely have a harder time with a number of modern devices. Um, you know, the, the, what is it? The, the, the rotating doors, for example, that would be problematic, especially for some of the larger tars. Um, (laughs) I'm crafting a world now. So actually, um, because you bring up rotating doors, um, the group that is helping that has helped for what it's worth out is actually called. Um, let me make sure I get we it right. Can't fit in revolver doors. Yeah. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> Here, let me get you the actual one. Hold on. You keep going. Um, do you want me to read the next one? Yeah, go ahead and read the next okay. one. This is from Skips. He says, I never had much, much interest in tars or centaurs before getting into the furry fandom. And even the first time I saw tar characters, I thought it was super weird. But eventually, I had the spark of fascination. Like, I thought Tars were odd, but I just couldn't help trying to find pictures of Tar characters. Eventually, being a TF fan as well, Texas Furry Fiesta, <laughs> I thought I'd try getting a Tar TF pick when I was trying to find an idea for something different. And it was basically at that point that I just started loving it and had to get more Tar art. I'm not sure exactly why I started liking it so much. Yet I think the key to it was imagining how it would feel suddenly to have four paws, yet still have arms and such. Seems so different, yeah. but fun. And so I stuck with it. No, I, I fully, fully agree with that. You know, what what could I do? And it, it also admittedly helps that, uh, you know, as a raccoon tar, my, um, my, my, my uh, feral front end has opposable thumbs. You know, those are fully usable as, as hand. I think you just want to buy That's twice right. as many shoes. <laughs> so the group is called... Screw revolving doors. I do not like having sex with any kind of door. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's certainly awkward. All right. You have to be careful not to get locked in. Yeah, or you get stuck with wood. <laughs> <laughs> so the next comment is from Camp- Campa. And it says, my reasons are similar to a lot of other people, I guess. I remember seeing centaurs when I was young and just being fascinated with them. I thought it was insanely cool to have the powerful body of a horse while also making the dexterity of a human torso. As I entered the fandom, um, that same logic applied when choosing a tar character. Also, like, um, let's see. Venio. Venio mentioned um, it was different in a very cool way. Yeah, I mean, tar characters stand out. Now, one thing you could certainly accuse me of, though, was a lack of imagination. Because I, 
didn't ever really think much of uh, TARS um, before I found the furry fandom. Um, so I'm glad that furry fandom helped me take a second look at this. On the other hand, <laughs> my husband admits, or my husband Barnaby is like, um, TARS just has too many limbs i kind of find them creepy and it's like oh <laughs> oh oh. <laughs> oh well i'd just hug you twice as much <laughs> like a I'll, face just, hugger. I'll just hug you with all of my limbs <laughs> no, no, le- legitimately though how did you cope with that like did you go well for you i'll just drop half or what did you do well i i kind i have a number of badges for example that don't have atar versions of the characters and a number of my uh f- of my uh, furry, you know, of the furry pictures that I've commissioned are are of a cartoon raccoon, not of a cartoon raccoon tar, because some artists they they they're not comfortable with doing tars. Tars are fairly complex, and if they haven't practiced or done them before, um, they may not want to take that as a commission. <laughs> I'm not. Is it? I, I hope I'm not ruining the future, but like. Do you run into this a lot? Like, this is something that I've heard as a nerve. Like, I, I don't like the word discrimination in this case, but <laughs> pre- prejudice. It's a, it's a prejudice against TARS. I, I don't think it, I, I haven't heard it where in a lot of cases it, it's prejudice. It, it's more of a, a, a lack of self-confidence. In a lot of cases, right? But but even your own husband was like, they're kind of creepy. You don't uh, run into that, you know that that that's okay, you know. <laughs> but but he's not the only one who who has said that to you, right? Um, I I, I have heard from from an artist at a convention say, you know, like they're they're you know, I just can't figure out their biology. It makes no sense. I have such a hard time drawing it because of that. <laughs> um, which in that case, I think the person could draw it, but but. Yeah, or at least have the technical skills to 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 draw the different pieces of the character, but again has problems making it make sense in their head, so it doesn't ever feel right for them. Oh, okay. Where you have Tobias? Yeah, I think Tars are wonderful and add something really unique to the fandom. It was almost a year ago when I learned about furry Tars. And when I did, I was finally inspired to make a character of my own because of how much I love tar anatomy. It appeals to me so much more. An anthro and feral um, ever could. It makes me feel different and unique in a good way. And I feel myself and that makes me really happy. I I, I really appreciate messages like that. It, it's neat that that other people find out about TARS and yes, some of them are like, Ooh, that's creepy. Some of them are like, Ooh, that's not me. But others of them are like, that's a really interesting take. I'm, you know, and, and they explore it further. Uh, there's one person on, uh, there's one for on, uh, for, on for affinity, uh, waffles raccoon, uh, who his character is a uh, blue basketball playing raccoon, um, raccoon tar. Uh, but he, he did let me know that that he was inspired by uh, some of the tar art that uh, of of my character of my raccoon tar. I'm just imagining there's like the secret like little handshake you guys have or like <laughs> like you have like little. It's tar not badges. that secret. You just need more hands. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. 
handshake with I'm all imagining the hands. a little button or something that has like the number four on it or something. Uh, actually, I can I can say that there ha- that there's the, the tar community has been more involved with each other recently. Um, in particular, uh, at BLFC, um, one one uh, tar um, cart fox has been working on uh, you know. One year at BLFC, they had a tar meet at the uh, very beginning of the convention. <laughs> Sorry, a tar meet. <laughs> <laughs> we have fresh tar Sorry. meat at our convention. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I'm sad to say that I haven't been able to make the meets because I usually get there um, uh, either, you know, get there at the hotel like right as they're kicking off. Um, Maybe you should get there earlier if you've missed a few. But I've met a few uh, people. <laughs> but I've certainly met some tars. Uh, outside outside of those meets. So have you seen like any tar fursuits when you've gone to conventions? Do they exist? Oh, yeah. I, I have amazing daydreams of, of using, uh, you know, computers that have automatic. <laughs> like servos? Yeah. Well, not only just servos, but, but, but fairly good intelligent learning so that, and, and enough strength to, to be able to hold you up if you decide to uh, try and walk on the hind legs, for example. That would be awesome. But unfortunately, uh, there there aren't very many. Um, I, I haven't ever seen a tar costume in person. Uh, there was one in a uh, movie, uh, Unicorn City, where the guy was playing a centaur and uh, his his horse half. That was a cooler. That yeah, was a his cooler. horse half that... was a, was was a uh, drink cooler. Yeah, and. <laughs> But it was still pretty cool. Um, I thought that they had one where, like, you could like connect the front, like your like your legs in, in suit to like the back legs and make them walk in sync. Okay, I haven't I haven't seen any of that in person. Police. Um, Cart Fox has some uh, photoshops of his uh, of costumes that have been turned into tars, and some of those are really good photoshops. <laughs> oh, well, I just I just want to say, you know, thank you so much for for helping us out for uh, making this episode happen. So. No, thank you for inviting me on the show. Oh, well, you're not done. You're not done yet. (laughs) We're still going. Oh, awesome. (laughs) No, we're not. Guess what? It's time for break. So we're going to go to break. We'll come back and we're going to start talking about jargon. Enjoy your space news. Boozy's bits will be on later. Hailing frequencies open. Smokescale Aquatus here with another round of news for you. As of Wednesday, November 22nd, here are your space headlines. Japan is looking at sending a probe to the Martian moon Phobos to land, collect samples, and return to Earth, and NASA is supplying an instrument to assist. The instrument in question is Megane, which means eyeglasses in Japanese, and it's a neutron and gamma-ray spectrograph. It'll be used once the probe arrives at Phobos to scan the surface for good spots to land and drill for samples. If successful, this will be the first time we've brought samples back from Phobos. Russia tried back in 2011, but the probe never left Earth orbit because of a malfunction. They're looking to try again, but they haven't gotten approval yet. Japan's probe, simply called MMX, and I'd love to call it Mega Man X if the name sticks, will launch in 2024, should the schedule hold. ULS spent a good while fighting the rocket gods to get Delta II off the pad. The launch was delayed by the need for a battery swap in the payload, the JPSS-1, or Joint Polar Satellite System. Then it was delayed due to a range safety issue and a technical problem. Then it was delayed again by another technical issue. Then finally, on November 18th, the second-to-last flight of the Delta II lit up the early morning sky over Vandenberg. There's only one more of these before the rocket line is retired. It's kind of a special family. 
The large majority of things we've put on Mars were put there by a Delta II, and a lot of folks absolutely love the turquoise coloration. We're coming up on the end of an era, and it was almost like the Delta II didn't want to go because it knew the end was coming. We can take comfort in the fact that more rockets are on the way. SpaceX has a secret payload called Zuma that they're trying to get launched. No one really knows what it is, no government agency has claimed responsibility for it, and details are non-existent. We do know that the first stage is supposed to land back at LZ-1, solid ground, at Canaveral. That means that the payload is relatively light and the target orbit is relatively low. Unfortunately, the launch has been suspended with no known second attempt. It was stopped so that SpaceX could look into something to do with the payload fairing and recovery. This puts a bit of a crimp on things since it's supposed to launch from Pad 39. That means that they won't be able to finish modifications for it for Falcon Heavy until after Zuma launches. Repairs to Pad 40 are nearing completion, but you can't just move a rocket from one pad to another. There are a lot of safety issues to consider. Right now, it's looking like Falcon Heavy may get delayed. I hope they can get Zuma off the ground sooner rather than later. And here are some of the headlines you can expect to hear in the next episode of Committed to Launch. NASA's ionospheric probe launch has been delayed while the team examines an issue with the rocket. The Antares launch was delayed by a wayward plane, but then flew the next day. The Cygnus spacecraft, the SS Gene Cernan, arrived at the ISS a couple of days later. The Dream Chaser completed an important free flight and landing test. The next Electron rocket heads for New Zealand for a second test launch. NASA confirms that the first flight of the SLS has slipped to 2020. China successfully launches a weather satellite on top of a long March 4C. That's all for this round. You can hear more about these and other things happening in and around space on my podcast, Committed to Launch, over at committedtolaunch.com, and you can follow at launchcommit on Twitter. Until next time, this is Smokescale Aquatus saying keep looking up, space fans. Enjoying the show? Tell a friend! More listeners helps the show keep going strong. And welcome back! Tux is gonna go ahead and read the Patreon shit. Turn that down. <laughs> Today's episode of For What It's Worth has sold out once again. That joke needs to get replaced. Thank you to everybody on our Patreon who support us. If you want to hear your name read here, donate. It costs just three bucks to get your name read, but you can get more rewards by pledging more. So, we would like to thank Snares, the creator of Meteor Showers. If you like a meaty hunk, go check out Snares Art. Meteor Showers is available for free online. Who pays for porn? Next up, we have Skylos, Swift, Booga, Guardian Lion, Loki Mutt, and for some reason, Cody, who sent us a bag of dicks. Those were good. Those were good dicks. Yep. They went right into my tummy. Then we have Rifka, whose husband reads Fifty Sheds of Grey. Check him out at rabbitvalleycomics.com. And then lastly, and leastly, we have the wonderful, delicious, sometimes comes in a paper shell edition and needs to get a better joke for his name, Docos, the Doritos Locos Taco from Taco Bell. Did you see his telegram sticker? It is amazing. It, it is. is an anthropomorphic tiger taco. Isn't that amazing? Yes. And also, I mean, I need to get a better joke. Not he needs to get a better joke. He likes the joke. I just need to come up with a new way to say it. 
<laughs> so thank you to everybody who supports us. If you want to get in, again, patreon.com slash FWIW. All those other people who wanted that abbreviation can suck it. Well, welcome back, everyone. That was that was fun. It was good. I like the live <laughs> serenading. You're welcome. You know, it was. It took me a lot of time, a lot of effort, and I practiced really hard for it. Yeah, and then the last note hits. I like beefy. Uh, that was so two seasons ago. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Let us return to the topic. Do you give rights? Sorry, I just. <laughs> what? Do you give rides? That's wait a minute, wait a minute. You you do not ask for rides from Tars, and in fact, that's in our next email. So why don't you go ahead and read it? Oh, <laughs> a segue. <laughs> so Otaku says, "Hey guys, I saw your post in the Tar chat, and I wanted to share some experiences and questions. Not many people ask why someone chooses to be a Tar. For me, it was something that seemed fun and different, and made my character stand out from others. It just bridged that gap of being anthropomorphic and feral, best of both worlds. And there's just more of me." That idea, how of how would a four-legged person deal with a two-legged world, was incredibly interesting. I've also play, faced plenty of backlash for my choice. There are quite a few people I've come across that are blatantly against the entire concept. Oh. I remember the time I spent talking with someone, and we really enjoyed the company. A month into our talks and the role play, he comes across and demands that during that time we talk, that I not play as a tar, as he just doesn't like them and they oh. don't make sense. That's like wow, asking, that is tar prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> that's like asking someone to stop being a certain skin color. It's not the right thing to do. Yeah. I had to break off from that toxic person. Tars are generally proud furries of their choice and almost understand it. If it's not your thing, they don't outright push hate on us. We face it from a lot of artists as well. Many refuse to draw tars because of either personal bias or they don't want to attempt it because they don't think they can do it right. While it is the right of an artist to refuse work, it should be noted in the refuse to draw criteria. Too many times I've entered raffles are queued up in a commission list only to find out that because I chose to be a tar, I'm no longer applicable to commission art. Ah. Tars are fetishized like everything else, but most of us don't see it as a fetish. It's something that just interests us, and we find it very fun to play one. Most of us have plenty of other kinks, just like bipedal furs, and it makes us no different. But the one thing you should always ask before assuming is if you can ride on a tar's back. I did ask. It seems <laughs> funny, but there's plenty of tars that this seems to be a thing that irks them. Some of us love to give rides in role play, and others want no part in it. It's very, very confusing. Oddly enough, most I don't enough most tars like myself have paws for feet rather than traditional centaur hooves. There aren't many true centaurs in the group, which is why we usually just shorten it to tar and hyphenate what species we are. I usually call me a kitsune tar not to confuse people. I hope this helps shed some light on us. We're always willing to talk, and plenty of us would welcome more furries into the fold. We do have ways of adding some much <laughs> needed extra legs to you. Don't worry, uh, our drinks contain taurine. Uh, <laughs> it gives you legs. <laughs> that's horrible. That's horrible. So actually, you know what? We have one more email to end this. I forgot to add it to the notes. Ha <laughs> ha. Shame on you. I know. It's from, um, please forgive me. I think it's Shred. Would you say that? Shrek? Shred. Oh, I don't, I don't, that's not even the right email box. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. She says, I am Shred. I'd like to say thank you for taking the time to meet us and for the opportunity. Um, we are, um, and all the, most of these people that um, can communicate with us, this is the admin of this particular group. She oh. reached out and said, uh, we are um, Screw Revolving Doors, a community of TARS, 
um, and Tar Myers on Telegram. We can be found at TARS or HTTPS, blah, 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 <laughs> um, t.me slash TARS. Um, after um, pulling my group on um, why are you a TAR, I found that many of us were um, exposed to centaurs. And there are many varieties in, the, in an early stage. Others are TARS as a way of um, sub, subly different. Uh, differentiate. I, oh, differentiate. <laughs> Themselves by others. Um, myself and Farrell at heart enjoy that I can be true to myself while being closer to Anthros. Thanks again and good luck on your show. <laughs> oh, that's very nice. Um, very nice. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm like that right now. So we're going to start playing our first round of Fibbage 3. It's very good. And where we left off last time was talking about TARS and jargon. <laughs> I was like so confused. Like, what are we doing? Wait, what? TARS? Huh? I'm, I'm interested. What? Yeah, we're going to play Fibbage about you. Oh, dear. So, so there are many TAR species in furry. There's servine or deer-like. And there's other variants. So what kinds of TARS are there, like Coontar for you? Well, uh, it's pretty much any any um, any anthropomorphic race. Just like there are tons of uh, furries out there, there's tons of tars. Uh, some people, of course, like uh, they they find you know four legs to be a little too restrictive. So you have hexatars. They got six legs, and some of them they go on to full fledged tar trains where the legs just never end. <laughs> What about the TARS that have more than one head? You have some of those, too, yeah. And what are they called? Chickats. Um, TARS? <laughs> that one I'm not so sure about if they have a specific name for. for. Bicycle TARS. So those those are, I Dual believe, headed. multi-TARS. Orthrus TARS. Multi-TARS? Multi-TARS? That sounds oh, like a Mario power-up. Yeah. Multi-TARS. Okay, yeah. I, I can see that. There's a... Uh, Multi-furries, too, which are the same thing without the whole tar component. What? I'm imagining a Zaphod furry now. <laughs> so I, I actually learned that these these tars, sometimes they, they don't just have more, like hex tars, don't just have more than six legs. It could be um, an additional penis, or it could be a, a No, no, he's not kidding. I know a tar. I was looking on the FA. Well, I don't know why. And there was... <laughs> yeah, someone was like, look at me. I have two penises. I was like, whoa, 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 what? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, like, one in the do. front and one in the back. Yeah, one, where, one in the human... Uh, where the humanoid uh, genitals would be and the one in the rear. Oh, end. this was more shark style, but... Oh, okay. Mm. Um, yeah, but so, some characters uh, do that. Um, what about you? No, definitely not one in the humanoid front you, you there. Ha you have a monopenis. It would be very, very odd, very... Uh, yeah, you know, just getting dressed for, dressed so, for that. So <laughs> I have to wear two how, jocks. How do you get dressed <laughs> um, with tars? People have actually come up with clothing that would fit onto a tar. Um, you know, it, there'd be some snaps certainly to do so, and it would definitely take a pattern that would not apply to your standard uh, uh, humanoid uh, furry. But um, it's quite possible that they could get dressed and walk around. Alternatively, I mean. It is a feral body, so uh, you know it's quite possible that uh, 
it would be no more attract attention than say uh, you know your your average feral dog would. Yeah. I'm imagining little little sweaters. <laughs> little t- <laughs> well, you'd probably want some clothing because despite the large size and uh, the the amount of, uh, of fur on most most furry characters. Um, you still have places uh, on the planet where it gets downright cold, and natural fur may not uh, be sufficient. Mm. Um, you would need co- colder clothing for that. Just wait 10 years, though. <laughs> well, you know. Wait, wait, what's a chikat? We're, we're terraforming the planet and all. What's a chikat? I have no idea what a chikat is. Uh, I'm, the, I'm not kidding. They're a... Um, what's the cha? They're they're an alien race, if I recall correctly. Um, I'm scared to Google this. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they are a set of a feline uh, hermaphroditic tars. So, what? Yes. <laughs> well, you've got lots of extra room in a tar body. So why not just say a cat tar? Well, um, yeah, they're cat tars. So what's Wemix? Am I saying it right? Wemix? That sounds like you're trying to I say I don't Wemix. know. I, I'd like to learn that, too. It is Wemix. Wemix. I think uh, D&D. Thanks for these links, Ruth. You're welcome. But let's find out together. So a oh, Wemix is... Oh, it's a lion. Yeah, it's a lion. There you go. Okay. A okay. lion centaur. Because I know that uh, that that lion tars and have been also in Dungeons and Dragons. So you were right. Yeah, lions have been in Dungeons. The lion tars have been in Dungeons and Dragons. There uh, were panther tars and lion tars in Quest for Glory. Uh, I got it when it was called. Uh, uh, so you want to be a hero? Um, that sounds like a much better name. Yeah, well, unfortunately, there's also a board game by that same name. So Sierra got sued and had to change change Oops. it. So they changed it to uh, Quest, or it was Hero's Quest, so you want to be a hero, and they changed it to Quest for Glory. Um, and the first one, you have monsters that you fight that are panther tars, and I thought those were so neat. And in the second one, uh, there's an entire uh, race of uh, lion tars that are protagonists, or that help out the protagonist anyway, uh, through the game. Huh. So we have an email from Anonymous. Ooh. says, hello, cast of Fulwa and guest. I have a question for the Tar episode. Is there a way to combine elements of being a Tar with the elements of being a furry lifestyler? Have you seen it happen at all? If you have, then how have you seen it occur? To be a little bit more specific on what I mean by furry lifestyler, I'm talking about physical behaviors and actions that can exist in the real world. For example, if your persona walks without shoes on, then you might walk without shoes on or barefoot in real life as much as you can too. Thanks for your time, and I hope that you all are well. This would be one that I think would be interesting for myself. You know, I haven't been able to do much beyond just some intense visualization. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> there, uh, there's a, uh, a, a a hypnotic visualization um, panel that has ha- that has gone on a couple of times. It uh, further confusion. And that's been really great for just imagining and giving myself the feeling of what it would be like to be a tar. But in real life, um, aside from that occasional visualization, I, 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 I can't, 
I don't really have any tips for this. I, I, I listened to that email and I, I'm like, well, if you can make noises and so forth. But I think yeah, it, you could make the noises, but it's not. It would be more if, if you were just a, a furry or if you were going for a more, um, yeah, you know, as a as a furry character. I mean, I suppose you could walk around your house without pants on, but you know, same thing. That's, that's normal. Applies to furries as well. That sounds like a great idea. Well, you know, there's tons of cartoon characters. Uh, anthropomorphic furries out there that that wear shirts and ties and that's and dressed no for them. Yeah, no <laughs> pants. I, I guess I wish there was a little bit more specificity in what they're looking for. You know. Yeah. If you want specific answers, give us specific emails. Questions. <laughs> yeah, questions. Sorry. Um, so I wanted to kind of turn a little bit of time over to the um, our audio crew. Do you have anything to add about Tars in general? Of course. Yeah, Voss, tell us about yourself. How's your Tarsona coming? Is that even a word? Tar- tarsona? I have no idea. That would be. Do you have a cheese tar? No, I do not. It's a cheese tar. Cheese, cheese Sounds tasty. tasty. No, the most out there thing I've seen so far is a peacock tour. Ooh, yeah. And that that took me a second to register. Uh, some other inter- particularly interesting tars that I've seen that that uh, you've also got uh, uh, you know raptor tars. Um, of course, there's kangaroo tars as well. Roo tars. A roo tar? A roo tar. Oh, my. <laughs> Those ones get... Basically, if you... Oh, no. Uh, somebody's going to commission that now. If you take no. a... Uh, Try it. Bipedal... Uh, an animal that's normally bipedal and you turn them into a tar. I mean, it still works. Uh, but it does look unusual compared to even regular tars. <laughs> So, so if someone wants to learn more about tars, where can they where can they kind of crack that ice? Oh, I'm I, sure someone is listening. Going, hmm. Well, um, is this final thoughts? No. Okay. I I, I would recommend that uh, tar chat that Rue gave uh, earlier. Uh, Rue, could you repeat what the uh... I sexed revolving doors? Um. <laughs> No, no. It's actually, actually I just went into Telegram and I typed in TARS, and they were like the first people that came up. Oh, really? Fantastic. Um, oh, okay, yeah, because that's their username, right? Yeah. No, isn't it Screw Revolving Doors? Yeah, it's Screw Revolving Doors. That's such a funny name. And there is a decent amount of uh, tar art on the regular furry um, furry art websites, uh, so usually I, tagged uh, appropriately. I, I know that you um, are in a Safe for Work one. Um, what What is that one that you... Oh, honestly, I, I, I lurk on it. There, sometimes people post art. Uh, there is actually an uh, extensive uh, Telegram sticker set um, uh, car, um, where, which has just collected people's uh, TARS avatars together into one giant set. Um, some of the interesting uh, sticker sets that I've gotten from that Telegram chat also involve uh, stickers where you combine... Uh, several, uh, like three different stickers. You know, you get one sticker, which is the top, the upper body, or, you know, the upper body. You've got the middle section, and then you've got the bottom and tail at the bottom. <laughs> Comes across as, you send it as three separate stickers. I think something that I, that is a good question to ask you is, and I'm thinking of this from like the beginner's perspective to the fandom. Okay. What do you think of that Fantasia bit? Oh, have you seen it recently? Or is it like among yeah. your favorite things? It's been a long remind time. Remind us because I don't know what yeah, you're talking about. There, there's this fan. It's in Fantasia one. Okay. There's a segment. Oh, I can't remember. It's, it's, uh, I don't remember the song. 
So it's a famous one. Anyways, and it's a bunch of uh, centaurs running around and like playing in fountains. And it's actually a pretty heavily censored bit too. And oh yeah, there's a there's a wedding and censored. Yeah, I remember this is Disney. There was a racist centaur. Oh, called Sunflower. Oh my. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is it Pines of Rome? I think it's Pines of Rome that has that. And yeah, I remembered as a kid because I was like. <gasps> Boobies, like because they totally, <laughs> totally animated it with boobs. Oh yes, I remember that. Now that you're okay, so I, obviously you're not getting this question a lot because no one remembers this. I <laughs> no. remember it. I but, remember. I, I mean, I, I I vaguely remember it now, but it's been so long. Well, I, I mean, what if it was like a nice bunch of like well-oiled men tars, mantars? Well, yeah. See, that's sunflower. Oh, oh dear. I, I see the uh, oh, ra- races. Oh my. <laughs> The racist cartoon. Completely removed. Yeah. yeah. Did you not know that? Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay, okay. For, for, forget Fantasia then. What do you think about the old Spice commercial? Oh. Did you, did you, were you like, <gasps> did you get like super excited? I think I missed that, actually. I mean, I saw a number of the old what? Spice commercials, but they is were producing he, quite a is few. Is he a horse instead oh. of on a horse? Yeah, because <laughs> the one I saw, he was just, I'm on a horse. And that's like, that's cool. But you know. here it is. <laughs> Uh-oh. We're, we're getting a live... YouTube feed. I'm two things in one. I'm a man. That's amazing. And a pretty smart shopper. So I love that Old Spice has created a product of two incredible products and one awesome product. <laughs> Double impact to stripe together moisturizer and body wash. It's perfect. N- now what- I should know I'm two great things. A man. And a provider. Old Spice Double Impact. <laughs> it's two things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh! What was that orange, or, orangina? I, I kind of wish that they fixed it up a little bit, so that so that the the man half was more uh, uh, of, of the orangina puma than 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 the human. But uh, I can understand saving it for for expense purposes. So, so what do you think? Okay, so <laughs> we just popped your cherry on this commercial. Yeah. What's your reaction as a tar? Are you like, oh, my people? Like, how do you? <laughs> <laughs> well, some of it's like, wow, they did a really good job at merging those the, those pieces. Um, I would love to see more tars in the media, honestly. Um, you know that that would be pretty darn cool. Now you'll notice one of the things with the video is that they didn't have them uh, doing a lot of running around or moving. That's uh, kind of tough to do. Now, um, oh, what was it? The predecessor to Xena. What was the uh, Xena Warrior Princess? Um, Hercules. Hercules, yes. In Hercules, roots? they like, did. They did also have centaurs in that one, and they did a really good job on a small budget um, to make it look decent. They have coolers in the back as well. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, stars were always given. <laughs> Chronicles of Narnia. Chronicles of Narnia also had had had, ex- had excellent. Centaurs. What about Harry Potter? Um, Harry Potter's ones, uh, yeah, I was, uh, yeah, they were they were pretty good as well. I, I I'm surprised. The problem the problem that I have, and maybe this is just me, is is they keep taking these wonderful creatures, and they mess it up by 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 adding human to the mix. <laughs> 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 I see humans every day in my real life. <laughs> yeah, what about the scorpion king? <laughs> oh, um, the scorpion part was pretty damn cool. The um, the king, 
The 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 CGI part was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, so we talked about Animorphs. I don't know if you read them or not, but like, uh, I, unfortunately, Animorphs came after. Oh man! But did you ever like get caught up with the Andalites and how they look and stuff? No, no, I didn't. Oh, they don't have mouths. It's weird. Uh, please. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Oh, and they have like eyes on the top of their head. So uh, like they have antennas that okay. are also eyeballs. So uh, kind of like the way snails have have. Yeah, but they also have eyes. I, I have I have seen uh, you know both uh, snail anthropomorphs and snail tars. So I think you know. we have an image that's getting pulled up. Here. It's tiny though. <laughs> well, little awkward there. <laughs> what, what? What? See, but the, I'm looking at it going. That makes sense. Like that yeah. doesn't look. It, I think what I liked about the Andalites is, and they never ever creeped me out, is because it wasn't forced. Which it was like, oh, that's totally like supernatural how she described them, right? Uh, yeah. I thought it was a very good bridge into like, okay, I think I kind of get it. Yeah. So I, I do have to admit, um, you know, I, I've seen some interesting uh, characters which have kind of a drow drider uh, type uh, type thing where you've got uh, anthropomorphic, um, you know, humanoid half, and then you have like giant ass scary spider bottom half. <laughs> So I think that we need to go to another break. Is that correct? Uh, fine. I, we'll but wait, before we go to a break, I think that there's something that's going to be happening really, really soon, and you should probably announce it. Oh, my goodness. Baited breath. What is this? Are you talking about the new segment? What are we about ready to hear? Oh, yeah. So in this break, you will find, uh, it's well, you know where you'll find it, a new segment Boozy has agreed for some reason, I can't believe it, to do a regular segment for us. So... We're going to go to break, and you can enjoy listening to Boozy's Bits speak soft in your ear. You're listening to For What It's Worth, brought to you by For What It's Worth brand pants. Yes, For What It's Worth brand pants again. Remember how I said that special time of year was upon us? Well, now it's knocking at your door. If you haven't got your For What It's Worth brand pants yet, you'd better order now. Supplies are limited. Purchase yours today to have it show up in time for the holidays. If you don't, then don't come whining to us about how you couldn't get into our pants. If you're a nudist and still wish to support the show, you can contribute to the For What It's Worth Patreon campaign. Just hop on the information superhighway and visit patreon.com slash fwiw. Drive safely now. There are several levels of contribution, with rewards for each. We're still negotiating with the authorities about opening an adult petting zoo starring Ruin Tugs. Film at 11. For what it's worth, brand pants. Are you in yet? And now for the secret message. 12, 5, 20, 20, 3, 24, 19, 23, 9, 9. 19, 25. Good luck. Hey everyone, the Boozy Badger here for Boozy's Bits, a boring little part of this show where I'm going to talk about a legal matter. All of you Patreon supporters, this is what you've been giving your money to Tugs and Roo for, to waste your time with a fat American attorney rambling at you about things you couldn't care less about. No refunds, assholes. I want to apologize for the quality today. My kids destroyed the good mic, so I'm recording on the backup, which kind of sucks. 
for the first take on Boozy's Bits, let's talk about something happy and cheerful. Let's talk about death. More specifically, let's talk about what happens to all of your shit after you die. All right, so here's the deal. Every state in this wonderful country has this thing called the Statute of Intestacy written into its law. Despite its name, a Statute of Intestacy has absolutely nothing to do with erecting marble monuments to the fucking SAT. What a Statute of Intestacy does have to do with is who gets all of your shit after you die. You may think that's pretty fucking obvious, but every state is different, and the fact of the matter is that the state you're living in when you die is going to dictate what law applies, and accordingly, what statute of intestacy applies. I mean, it could end up that all of your stuff goes to your spouse, sure, if that's what the law says, or all of your stuff could end up going to your great Aunt Louise, who is sort of racist, and not in that adorable old lady way that elderly people are sometimes racist. We're talking like full-on cross-burning racist. The way people get around that shit is the last will and testament. The whole thing that you watch people read in some mahogany and oak-paneled lawyer's office in movies and television shows. Where there's a will, there's no chance Great Aunt Louise is gonna get your fursuit and wear it to the next cross-burning. Although the Anthrocon parade this year kind of proved that some fursuits would likely be entirely acceptable at the monthly incestuous crossburn meeting, am I right? Of course I'm right. But wills are expensive, right? No, probably not. Expensive wills and shit are really only the complicated ones. We're talking about wills that set up trusts and dispose of millions of dollars worth of assets. That's not you. You don't need a Rockefeller will for your collection of plush animals, bad dragon dildos, and amazingly well-drawn pornography. Most standard wills, though, pretty cheap. They run from a couple hundred bucks all the way up to just shy of a grand. They're very easy for a lawyer to do, and we can churn them out really quickly. They're not hard at all if you know what you're doing. Or, you know, you can always gamble and write your own. About half of the states out there allow for what we call holographic wills, which isn't a will telling Obi-Wan he's your only hope, but a will that you write yourself. Shit, in one case, in Canada, a guy who was trapped under a tractor scratched his will with car keys into the fender, and it was found to be valid. So there's that option. But I really don't suggest it. Uh, there's this thing called proving the validity of a will, which is the court saying, yeah, that's a will, all right, and allowing it to stand as a legal document. Proving a holographic will is hard, and every state may have different requirements as to what a holographic will is. For instance, in some states, the whole will may have to be written in your own handwriting and stored in a place that shows you knew what it was for it to be your actual last will and testament. And that says nothing about the legal formalities of creating a will which may apply. So I can't really suggest you cheap out by keying your will into the side of a Volvo or some shit. In the end, wills are like the most important thing you can do to tell people who you want to have your collection of dildos. Also, you know, they let you appoint someone to take care of your finances and shit after you die. And I know some of you are saying, I have a power of attorney. That doesn't matter. Power of attorneys end when your ass is no longer drawing breath. So you have to appoint someone new to handle all that shit. There you go, guys. The three-minute definitely not comprehensive overviews of the importance of wills. Now, if you'll excuse me, there's a jar of embalming fluid out there calling my name. Boozy out. Having a reaction to the show topic so far? We want to hear about it! Send your response to this episode and get involved in the discussion. 
podcast at forwhatitsworth.com. So final thoughts about TARS. So please, you know, just, just tell us what is your final thoughts? What, what do you want TARS to know everywhere and people that, you know, have questions about TARS? Oh, uh, I think, I think there need to be more TARS. If you're curious, if you want to stand out, try it for a day, you know, throw on a couple of extra legs, Get, <laughs> extend, extend yourself, extend your body, give it a try. I think you might like it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, Hey, um, 10X, I wanted to thank you so much for, for joining us today. Well, thank you for inviting me. So, um, you know, please, you know, go ahead and plug yourself. Like how, if, if they have any, <laughs> <laughs> what do you have going on in your life? Oh, <laughs> I can't do this. Just kidding. <laughs> your, your eyes are watering. They are. They are. So, um, well, you know, I, I'll be at uh, MFF coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, so if you're you're there, you know, feel free to stop stop me and say hello. I love meeting new people at conventions. You know, I may not be able to spend a huge amount of time with you, but you know, please make sure that make sure I get to know you. Do you okay. have a Twitter handle that you want to share? I do, but to be fair, again, I'm mostly a lurker type on on social media. So that's, so don't be offended respectful. if I don't don't uh, you know if if I don't tweet lots of messages and I'm, I might have a little bit of time to to respond to any direct request. But I'm at Tenax Raccoon awesome. on Twitter. And Twitter and and Telegram? Um yeah, and I'm also on um I'm also on Steam as Tenax Raccoon. Ah, so, awesome. I love playing games. <laughs> you're, you're always playing Steam. I'm always playing games on Steam. That's enough BS for now. I think it's time for the button. <laughs> <laughs> what was that final button? <laughs> Dead air. <laughs> it's time for housekeeping. <laughs> So, housekeeping, we want to thank our lovely cast. We want to thank Koru and um, Voss for coming and joining us today and helping us out, figuring out all the audio stuff. All of us in one place. What a rare treat. Yeah, I know. All we need now is Fire Breath. Fire Breath, hurry up. Well, I want to thank Fire Breath, too, for all of his hard work. Yes, thank you for being hard while you work. We really appreciate it, and we appreciate you recording your lines. You are just the tits. Just the tits, though. So, comment on the site, guys. That would be very helpful. Yeah. No. Why is no one commenting anymore? I don't know. I don't think it's they sad. Love us. I have a sad. I think I'm gonna cry. But you know what? If you have friends, tell them about for what it's worth. We really like it when you tell people about the show. We've covered a wide variety of topics. Sometimes we talk about them twice. But it's a good resource, and we aren't charging for it. So, yeah. Tell a friend. You know what? One thing that our fans are—I mean, sorry, listeners. You listeners, have fans. Listeners. I have listeners. <laughs> That's my many fans. Well, Leela. So, so the listeners do really well at retweeting us on Twitter. Yes, thank you for retweeting our tweets. We really appreciate it. You are and, the best twits. And continue to do that. And um, Twitter. We also have our lovely Facebook and our Telegram group. So, if you want to ever join our Telegram group. 
please feel free to message Tugs over on Twitter. Yes. And please make sure that you're, well, send it to the show and uh, we'll get it, but make sure that your Telegram settings allow us to add you. Some people have set it so only contacts they have can do it. If you have that, turn that off so we can add you. So we have, um, we, we definitely love emails. So please feel free to send us an email. What is the email that, that they should be sending it to? Cast at for what it's worth dot com. If they want to send an email personally to you. Don't. <laughs> what? Tugs at for what it's worth dot com or rue at for what it's worth dot com. Or for a secret email, send something to ice cream at for what it's worth dot com. That is not a real thing, is it? Don't you worry your little head about that, or your big head. Ice cream is spelled K-O-R-U. <laughs> <laughs> I love that flavor of ice cream. It's just Sh- the creamiest. Shouted Koru. Um, so, our next episode. Our next episode will be second generation furries. Believe it or not, the internet's been around for a long time now. I remember when there was no internet. I remember. I remember too. <laughs> so, we have, we have found a second generation furry. Her mom and her are both furries. Really? Yes. So you will be able to share your stories. I know there are more than one second generation furries out there, right? So so send your stories, ask your questions. I think it would be rather interesting to see what it's like. Um and so forth. And yeah, you've got you've got plenty of time. So hurry it up. <laughs> well, I think that's it. So this has been Rue. This has been Schmitty. This has been Voss. And Kuru. This is 10X. And this, is and this has been For, for What, what it's, it's Worth. worth.